Hey, everybody, Code Pen Radio. I've got a special guest back after just a week or two of absence <laughs> from the podcast. It's D. How you doing, D? Hey, Chris. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We talked about the API last time you were on. Um, we're just taking a little, we're stretching our arms, taking a little <laughs> break from that. Although I just saw in the Slack uh, uh, last night that, that we're, what is it, 70%-ish done or something like that from Fields? Yeah, uh, Rach was uh, posting good. some stats. It's like, wow. And she was also like, how do we have 1,100 Fields in our CP Rails <laughs> API? And I'm like... Well, that is complicated, people. <laughs> no one knows, but it's complicated. And then Alex is like, I bet you know a big chunk of that left is settings, and that's one of the things He's that's on our radar right. right now. Yeah, when settings are easy, so that's going to be... Fine. Well, nothing's easy, right? Yeah, I remember when uh, we did that settings project, like the re, re rewrite of settings, and it took us like months, and we thought it was going to take us weeks. <laughs> That's like settings in a nutshell. I saw great uh, tweets that somebody turned into like a bronze plaque that was like the programmer's credo, and it said like, we don't do these things because they are easy. We do these things because we thought they were easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's classic for us. We're like, this will be easy. Let's just do it. And then we're like, seven months later. No, I think we're doing it the opposite way. And we should get a bronze like um, thing for each of our offices. We're like, this should be easy, but we're going to make it hard. And that's why we're doing it. That's yeah. our credo. But I like yours. <laughs> right on. So we talked about the API last time you were on. Then we talked about... Um, the, I mean, the time before that, it was finance. So you had your, you know, and, and still do, obviously, those things big time. And yet now we're going to talk about a third totally different thing that you also, in a way, head up at CodePen. Yeah. Which is PM. PM meaning project management. We, I don't know how many times we'll say that, but we might slip out PM, not trying to hit you with weird acronyms here. That's just the normal acronym for that thing. And uh, the reason we're talking about it is because it... It's not a thousand miles different than what we've done in the past because we've talked about the app Notion many times on this show and we are still using Notion. And we will talk about it like throughout this episode every mm -hmm. other minute. So so that's the software and and kind of a leaning into its features. You even like, like read, you know, d d deep dive into the Notion documentation and watched videos and stuff to make sure that you like understood the feature set that we are working with. Part my attitude a lot of times is just like I don't know, just press buttons, wing it, baby. You're like ah, maybe I'll <laughs> yeah, learn. Yeah, no, I mean Notion, and like not to be an advertisement for Notion, but we're going to be a bit of an advertisement for Notion, and that they do such a great job with their guides, um, aiming them at specific kind of archetypes. So these are the types of users who are going to use our product. So it's for them, it's engineering product management, um, just like managers in general. And so within their documentation, they write guides specifically for those types of users and those groups of people. And they specifically write, this is how you can use Notion if you're a product manager and need to oversee this part of your team. Um, and that's where I got a lot of these ideas. And like you were saying, uh, in our Rails podcast or our API podcast, you mentioned in passing that it also involved like a refresh of our PMing pro process. And 
anyone who's been listening to Code Pen Radio for the last couple episodes or last, I don't know, 10 to 20, we have been like teasing this massive project we're working on. Truly, it is the largest project of Code Pen's 11 year history. We can't tell you what it is. It's coming soon. Um, but we have some product management lessons to share with you all um, about the project. And that's kind of like a continuation of what we were talking about in the API episode. Yeah, yeah. We always belabor that. It's like, oh, sorry, you know. We're, at some point, we'll, you know, we'll tell you about it. It's not. It's you know, it's an evolution of CodePen itself. We've said that much, all that. But it was. It's. 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 It's so big, and we're still deep in the throes of this project that we knew <laughs> that we'd better as hell have some organization about what we're setting out to do so that nobody feels too lost in the woods. Because there was people that did feel a little lost in the woods setting this thing out. So let's make sure that everybody's on the same page, that there's stuff to do, and you, you know, help set all that up. So Notion, project management, here we go. What'd we do? Yeah, and we're a small team of seven people. So, you know, you hear about product management at scale or project management at scale, like much larger companies. And what's interesting is we're probably like a one small team within a massive company like that's how we function so we're a team of seven people and i've heard this from alex but basically like larger companies structure their engineering teams so that there's about that number of people per team it's the number of people is a number of people that you can share like a large pizza with or what have you so we're that's <laughs> what builds code pen a team of people who could share maybe like one or two large pizzas with we're seven people um so i thought uh, alex said he's a one man two pizza team how does that work <laughs> i don't even know no, just i don't know just joking but yeah that's a good point yeah we're we're basically uh i don't know we can break them to two teams <laughs> maybe uh, maybe at that size that's yeah. not always worked very well for us but it's such a small team that what every person does is super critical and imperative to actually moving the project forward. Um, and each person has the ability to make a massive impact or not make a massive impact. Um, so really putting a lot of thought into what we're doing and how we're doing and making sure we're catching anything that's out of scope or going to elongate our release timeline is really important. And so we started this mega project by thinking, putting a lot of thought into how we were going to manage it. And we started with a couple of phases. So we started with a proof of concept phase, then alpha, then beta, then public release. And the idea being proof of concept, we're figuring out the known unknowns, the known knowns, and the unknown <laughs> unknowns. Uh, and um, But the goal still is to get the product into users' hands as quickly as possible. And all throughout these phases, we've done user testing at every stage. We've written scripts and had existing CodePen users walk through our designs and give us feedback. So like as a whole, we've been really good about organizing this project and, and trying to keep it moving forward. The hard part is it's such a big project that um, it's taken a while. And like all development projects do, massively mm. ambitious projects do. And we've needed to kind of like reassess our project PMing strategy as we've, we've gone. Um, and more recently, 
we've had to refocus on having shipping what we're doing and putting and organizing it into um, shippable chunks, as we were to say. And that's where the API work we talked about in our previous episode came from. Yeah, well, that's a good point because it's like, from a PM perspective, there are tasks that a lot, a lot, a lot of tasks that need to be done. If you don't have any phases, it's a big sloppy mess. You can't be like, well, I'm going to work on the polishing the landing page right now. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. We're seven people. We don't even have the thing done yet. You're going to do something that is proof of concept or alpha related because those other tasks are way down the line. Really so good point. that's the yeah. point of these phases is, is chunking up the work to be, you know, phase appropriate. Right now, we're trying to just absolutely finish the alpha so that we can get into a beta. The beta is what we've decided is when we're going to invite people to see this thing, right? Yep. We're not ready for that because alpha isn't done yet. So, yeah, we're working on alpha cards at the moment. Yeah, and alpha's goal is to get what we're building onto production. So we've been working on this thing for so long. We have an internal URL We all work on it every day, but because it's not on production, you don't have that same onus of breaking stuff. And things do break constantly because we're trying to move quickly um, and it should be okay to break things at this stage. But then we find out about it because, you know, someone will mention in Slack that like saving isn't working for a pen in in, in the new project and um, and then we all have to kind of jump on it. So there isn't that um, kind of that that standard that production brings. And so part of the alpha stage right now is getting our new technology deployed onto staging and then onto production so that even though it's only internally available, we have that standard of putting it through the paces of our CI process so that things don't break because tests catch things breaking, right? That's been huge for us just across the company. Um, and then once it's in production and people are using it, I think there'll be a bigger onus to to not break things. And then once we get into the feature flagging beta stage where we can bring users in for specific pieces of functionality, then the onus will be even greater to not break things. So the first standard is get it onto production. That'll unveil a bunch of problems. Probably, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually get pieces of it ready so that we can feature flag them and get them into u- existing CodePen users' hands so that they can tell us, how does this compare to the way you use CodePen now? And you don't put it in people's hands. I think we've decided this, but it's pretty standard, is that beta also means that you don't wipe the DB or anything exactly. anymore. Exactly. Like beta means it's 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 stable from a data perspective. With with beta, that's releasing it to a chunk of or a bunch of users. There's no reason we can't like feature flag the piece of functionality we're working on now and have like three or four users use it and then you know wipe that data. It, like it, we're not at the beta stage yet. Alpha is just like we're testing kind of chunks of the functionality we're building. But when we do get to beta where we're releasing it whole hog to a set of beta users, then we can't wipe data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell me more about project management then. We, we got the phases. Mm-hmm. We know we're using Notion and stuff, but what else, what other kind of setup do we need here to, uh, like, 
what's in there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, like we were kind of alluding to, even with just seven people, we have a tendency to diverge to many, many projects, almost like a project per person, um, which can be costly from a lot of perspectives, but like one is context switching, right? Like if each of us is working on a separate project, then when someone submits a PR, we then have to stop doing whatever we're doing, learn about what the other person is doing, and then go through their PR and understand what they're doing enough to be able to give like thoughtful feedback or ask thoughtful questions. And so part of our like project management refresh was working on the same project allows you to give deeper feedback more quickly. And it means that if we're all working in lockstep, we can get the work done more quickly. And so it, it has been and continues to be a journey to get even a small team of seven people moving in lockstep on a massive, massive project. Um, And so what we did was we divided the core functionality that we're working on um, into chunks of work and created a series of projects that would we'd be able to ship where, and each project has a clear deliverable. So, and that's typically the title of the project. And that comes from like Gantt chart style project management, where it's like, you know, deploy project services or CRUD APIs for this piece of functionality. So those are literally the titles of some of the projects. And we always start with, um, we have our kickoff where we've got our document of this is what the scope of work is. This is the functionality we're trying to build towards. We're not, this is out of scope specifically. And then these are the series of projects that we're going to complete. And we always start with like a data design project because just getting that loaded up into everyone's brains and starting with the data model is imperative for us because then everyone understands the concepts and can like keep maintain that thread, whether it's like client side, backend or deployment related, DevOps related. We're using the same verbiage and even documentation, right? We're Mm. using the same verbiage. We understand what needs to happen. And with that first project, we specifically said um, this time around, it's like a no code project. It's documentation, meaning in Notion, you have your tech spec, your design specs, things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just to keep focused, it's almost because all of us are so excited to code that it's like, take your fingers off of that freaking keyboard, nerd. You know, we can't, because if you you jump too far ahead, then you're starting to lock in decisions, which has harmed us in the past. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like get get the design right first. Yeah, and just kind of going back to that same idea of of context switching and trying to stay on top of a team that's as like prolific as ours is in terms of like producing code, that's really hard. And so when it's like pencils down or keyboards down, let's think about it, that gives um everyone time to not also have to stay on top of all the PRs that are coming through. And I think that's been really helpful for people. Indeed. 
So there's phases, and then there's a bunch of projects within the phases that you just yep. described. Yeah. Um, if you have a big project, you might, you know, we might be able to pluck a project and be like, you know what, we actually don't need that for alpha. That's just not. It's it's something we we want to work on, but we can do it during beta, so that thing gets plucked up and put into the beta phase. We don't work on it until that till that phase. Alpha's a alpha's a big one because it's like the whole product. <laughs> but it's not yeah. there's bigger ones too during beta we're thinking of then about the, what the public release is going to be and that'll be a lot of like documentation creation and marketing thinking stuff those are be big things too mm-hmm. um but obviously the product's got to be really solid and good and that's what's happening during this alpha phase and so there, there's also like i don't know there's not that many of them it's not like there's a hundred projects in alpha what, what, what was there like 10 or I'm sure, in the end, they'll probably be more than that, but it's not like we went super granular. No, and we started with like the core functionality that we're building, and it's like if we get this done, then everything else is kind of ancillary and like like cherries on top because this is basically what makes CodePen valuable now, and this is our like next iteration on this core chunk of functionality. So mm-hmm. let's figure out what the set of projects are that we need to do to get this core functionality done, and then we can talk about what comes next. So kind of like, because it's such a big project, being able to see forward in that much time and like, a year or what have you can be overwhelming. So just being able to focus in on that um, core bit of functionality, and these are the projects that we need to get done um, in order to to get this shipped. I think that's been really helpful. And each of the projects has enough work for two to three team members, um, and it's scoped down to feature parity and production delivery. But then there are times when, like, the front end team is like done with their right now we have two active projects and it's basically a three to three split right now um and typically like a lot of the um deployment and back-end stuff ends up taking a lot longer which is also the case again and we're now at a point where people are like cool we're pretty much done with this project what do we do next um and so having the set of upcoming projects ensures that everyone can stay on the same path, but figure out what's next just within those sets of projects, um, which is new to CodePen, I'd say. Okay. And so within those, pro- what's in the project then? And these these actually manifest in Notion too, right? Uh, interestingly, there's like, isn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you set all this up or it's in conjunction. There's like a super board, like a <laughs> massive single database that has all these tickets in it. So even when we move phases, even when we move projects, all this stuff, it is all on one board, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're able to scope the views down to really specific levels if we want to and do different grouping. But it kind of behooves us to have them all on the same board for some reason, right? Instead of having a database per project or a database per... Phase was what we were thinking. Yeah, initially, yeah, we had like tickets we were going to put on separate databases or separate Kanban boards. Um, But then we just weren't creating tickets in those other phases and those other databases. We were just working off of the one Kanban. So then we added a filter where we add a phase to each ticket so that we can categorize them and only look at that specific view. But what I added in this 
refresh was creating a project. Um, and this is all comes from notions guides and their videos where you create a project. And so you have a project data database that links to each of the, the tasks. So you can say, this is related to this task is related to deployment. And so within that specific project, like the deployment project, you can click in and there's another Kanban that's isolated to only the tickets related to that project. And so that's been super helpful for not having to think about all 200 tickets at the same <laughs> time. It's project by project, doable chunk by doable chunk, so that you can kind of graduate and feel that sense of accomplishment once you've completed like 20 to 30 tickets that close out that specific project and you can move on to the next one. So there's this feeling of making progress in a way that's helpful and known and takes us down the path to actually getting over the finish line. So having that project and that like Kanban within a Kanban view, I think has made a really big difference. Yeah. And, we're about to close out like our third project, I believe. Um, and then I think we have like five to six more to go, but it's just that like a steady feeling of progress that you're making um, every day and every week that really helps to keep like the team spirits up and to feel that sense of progress and to keep everyone motivated, I think. Yeah, right. And so that's part of, what you do is, you know, we have all hands on Mondays and stuff because it's all part of this big board. And, you, and you, I don't know, maybe you should get into like what the fields are in mm -hmm. a ticket because can't, you know, you can do cool math yeah. <laughs> in Notion and be like, oh, yes. look, we're 82% done because yes. I, that's not my guess. We are based on yes. these tickets, you know? Yes, exactly. No, I mean, I'm not shocked that I tried to add percentages if anyone's heard any of my other boring finance tasks, it's kind of, or finance podcasts, it's kind of what I do. So like as much as we want to be flexible and understand that software development is just historically difficult to quantify and put timing around, like it like really upsets great developers when they're like you're like hey can you get this done for me in a day or two days like developers who are trying to build something super quality and it just takes a lot of time to dig in it can be really frustrating to like have that like timeline demand so we're trying to have the flexibility of respecting the quality of work that you're trying to produce, but also having some numbers and some quantification so that we understand where we are. And um, I just think like numbers just are, it's just some of the most like black and white way to understand anything, <laughs> whether it's a project, it's a PL, it's a business. If you can apply numbers to something, you just have a much better understanding of what's going on. Um, in, right. in my opinion, it's been a little hard to, obviously it's notoriously difficult to do that. 
to be like, how long exactly is this project going to take? But we've kind of decided like, that's okay if it's a little wrong or whatever. We it's just, just need to the data. A, it's just to keep an eye on things. It's just to have some idea of what we're up against here. Because if you have no idea, all this PM work is like great and all, but you didn't answer like the main question, which is like, are we... How close are we to shipping? Yeah. yeah. And one of the um, attributes that I added to the Notion task board is dev estimates, right? This is the first time in CodePen history that anyone has had the gall to ask developers to give us <laughs> estimates. It's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is probably pretty tedious. And, you know, we've got people on the team who've like literally, I think, worked on like the Gantt chart service for Excel. I think Robert worked on it. And he was like, oh, we were too arrogant to assume that developers would give us estimates. Um, but that's what we're asking. And um, again, I grabbed that from the Notion guide and it's number of days. And people have different days. Like Rach is working from Australia. Her number of days and number amount of time might be different than someone else's. Um, she works part-time. So we're like, whatever a day means for you, y use that. So it's not um, so clear-cut that a day means the same thing to everyone, but at least we're using the same metric and we'll have consistency based on that. And so I have two um, attributes, like estimated dev days and then like actual dev days. So now... You put an estimate in and then update it as you go. And then once the, ta um, the task is marked complete, you update the total number of actual dev days. And if that means you have to update the estimate, then update the estimate as well because I don't want like my percentages being weirdly off. And so with that data, I get to do like a high-level overview during our hand all hands on Mondays where I can try to answer the question of how close are we to shipping and what, if anything, is getting in the way. Usually, you know, we have our like customer support overview and then what each of us is working on. Like, um, I think it's like, that's the agile style. Um, and now we've added this project management section where for every active project, I review the following metrics, like percentage of time complete, percentage of tasks complete, dev estimate changes like we added like 10 days to this project because we figured out that this other thing was going to take more time um the number of new tasks created um the chunks of work completed and the chunks of work remaining so i aim to automate as much of this as possible thanks to like notions databases views and filters but i also like scavenge the team's weekly reflection and then our like github notifications channel to try to pull together a high level overview and um to kind of point out anytime we might be off the path that we need to be on um and I aim to be flexible because our, our priority is quality of work. But I think quantifying our work is so useful. Like, how has it felt for you, Chris? Like, this is probably the most different that we've ever done project yeah, management. especially with the estimates and that type of thing. We have, you know, we generally call it Kanbaning, right? And when I said cards in the past, 
I don't even know if I have that verbiage quite right, but it's just what feels right to me. I mean, they kind of look like physical cards when you have them in the Kanban view. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look at it that way, but it tends to be how we do because it it tends to sort them into like not not started yet and in progress and completed and stuff. That Kanban look to me feels like the right look for doing work. I'm like, at a glance, I can be like, okay, what's this project? What's going on? How can I be helpful? Boom, right there. I can be helpful there. So I go. And one of my favorites is that we've really honed in on the titles of them too. And that titles that just say like assets, that's like not cool anymore. Can't do that anymore (laughs) at CodePen. It has to say like, you know. A verb. It has to be the action that you're trying to take. Right. Build script for CodePen assets or, you know, whatever. It says something really specific like that. And, And then in the card too, it has, you know, times we've talked about it relevant PRs, past discussions, whatever. That's good stuff. So it's it's actionable. And then in that card, it's not too much more, but there is a little more. Like, you know, there's the estimates and there's some, it's not really tagging, but it's like what's, I think we even have kind of a rudimentary priority system yeah. per project. P1, P2, uh, P3, but we're not great about actually using it at the moment. Yeah, not, yeah, I'd not love really. to be, but... Yeah. Yeah. And we backed off some of the stuff too. I think at the beginning of this, we took a look at the cards and be like, what can go? Yes. From our previous system. And it's funny. We like the team we have is like people who just like absolutely despise this process, but like feel, understand how important, yeah, understand how important it is. Like they're just like loath to update a card or put their work in. They're just like, ah, this is going to take too much time. Can I just do the work? And, but then we also have people who are just like magicians in notion. And Mm. like, I think it's helpful for me to like be the person who's going to like kind of go over what's happening because it then it's like a forcing function for everyone else to update their cards like at, at CodePen because we're such a small team project management is kind of like the Kanban and updating cards is everyone's responsibility like there's no one I'm not going to go in and update your cards for you <laughs> sometimes I will because I need my numbers to be updated every yeah, Monday sometimes it's kind of fun too although you don't want to take yeah. the pleasure away from someone as marking exactly. a card completed yeah and so I'll just like have meetings with people who I know their work is not being reflected on the board um, and so we'll just go in and do it together and it's been a fun process to to like kind of educate everyone on notion because hmm. there is that like spectrum of like super notion users and then people who are just learning it um, and but everyone I think understands the process now and we've made it like a very inclusive process and during our kickoff, for this series of projects, we asked everyone to identify the tasks that are going to be needed for their area of expertise. Yeah, these tasks, were, they were made by the people, by the people, for the by, people. By the people, for the people. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I think everyone gets it. Um, and because everyone is frustrated when it feels like we're not getting anywhere and we're not shipping. Like developers hate that sense of feeling like just being stuck in muck, like not moving at all. Um, And so my hope is that this new process is helping everyone feel like we're moving forward and it's very clear what needs to be done to get 
to the finish line, even though the finish line is not always like exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it's kind of like a there's not there's no automatic connection, but there's a connection between GitHub work too, which I like. So if you put up a PR, you could be like, this PR is related to this card. So, yes. So somebody reviewing it has the context of like, why is this code being written? Oh, mm-hmm. because it has it has. It's this work that's been talked about, you know? Yeah. And then also, NPRs is also like an opportunity for us to ask, like, is this actually in scope or not? And maybe mm-hmm. we're diverging. So should, should we be doing this right now kind of thing? So it, it also answers that we know when we're in trouble is part of the beauty of this too. If you can open up this project and you don't see a clear path forward for you, that's a problem for anybody here. Because the, the whole point of this thing is answering that that beautiful question of like, what should I be working on? And if if this thing has failed that, then we've failed. And we need to stop right then and just do more of PMing. Mm-hmm. And then we also have like another input. Um, I loved what you said, for the people, by the people. We have this like weekly reflection that I mentioned. You know, we have Monday all hands. Everybody's on that call. We go through this whole process, but then on Thursdays, we submit, everyone submits their weekly reflection of what they did and what issues or blockers might have come up for them that they need help with. And so we use that as a way to make sure that everyone has what they need to make progress, right? Yep. Heck yeah. I mean, it's kind of the the point of all this too. So... Lovely. So, yeah, again, you have, you know, we have a weekly check-in and we can be like, look, you know, where were we last week? Where are we this week? What's planning next week? It has that scrum feel to it. I think, I don't know how official Kanbans are a part of scrum, but they feel tied at the hip. There are certifications. I think (laughs) maybe I should get one. (laughs) Maybe. I think you have enough to do at the moment. Yeah. Mama, you know. <sighs> so did Twins. we do it? Is that it? I think we did it. Yeah, that's the it. PMing project. I wish I could have like a PMing system for my twins. <laughs> <laughs> At a bigger company, you could be a PM that that's all. this is all you do in a way. I, I long for that someday to have these really focused <laughs> roles, but we, ne- we never get to get there. You have to do this. Then you have to write a bunch of code. Then you got to go feed your babies. Then you got to catch up with taxes or whatever. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. One of those things <laughs> is enough, I'd say. Yeah. It's funny. Like, with the babies, now I'm like, oh, it would be nice to just have one one job. Because when I started, I really loved, like, the small company feel and, like, wearing so many hats and like being able to do all of it of of running a business it just can be so satisfying and you feel like you get to make an impact and you're responsible for the whole thing which for my personality felt great but that was like pre-twins when I had like all the time in the world to devote to this and now I'm just like maybe one job would be good um but that's why it helps to have such a like quantified PMing process because making it automated means that there's like less to do and we're still on track, bringing it back full circle from my twins to PMing. 
<laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for sharing all that. Hopefully people find it useful. Let us know if you have any questions. But yeah, indeed. Thank you for having me. Hope you find it useful. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Six zero three one eight.